Future at Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. Who am I? I'm H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. But we ran out of episodes, so now we're breaking down all 24 fantastic episodes of The Golden Palace, which, of course, is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming on Hulu in the United Hulu. States. Hulu. Yes, Hulu. we just watched season one, episode 21, titled Tad, which aired on April 16th, 1993, and is the one where Blanche's brother Tad comes to visit and... Chewy wants Sophia's pizza recipe because she's dying, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia was very funny in this episode. Very, she I mean, she's always very funny, funny. But she was very... There's one bit that I hope... Because you choose the clips. So yeah. I hope you chose the one that I have in mind. Because I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. Maybe. I definitely picked a Sophia clip. So. Okay, then I think it's probably the one. It's probably the one. Um, but yeah. So... Okay, what should we talk about first? Should we talk about how this episode is uncomfortable first, or should we talk about your beautiful birthday <laughs> European vacation first? Let's talk about the vacation first. Let's start with the positive and then end with the mm, complicated. Um, the, it was wonderful. Thank you. It was so much fun. It was, But it was so hot. Like right now, as we're recording, Europe um, is like in a massive heat wave that they've like never experienced before, and we left right before that heat wave started, but it was still really hot where everywhere we went. So I, I was like sweating through everything and having to like go back to the hotel and take naps. I felt I've never felt, which is weird because it was like a birthday trip, you know, but I've never felt more old because after being out in the sun, I was like, I got to go back to the AC and take a nap y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) But when you're out, in the sun and it's really hot like think about when you go to the beach all day it drains you well it, it I actually don't, it makes I mean, me tired it's it's foreign to me because i don't go to the beach so i don't know what that's like i'm not an outdoors person i don't do the sun the sun and i have a very maury povich you're not the father relationship where i just don't involve the sun in my life and so this was like <laughs> a this was like a different experience for me in that I'm not used to being out in the daytime that much. And also, one of the things that I've been to Europe many times in my life, right? Not to brag or anything, but like I've been to Europe a lot. And but Michael have had never been to to Europe really ever really. He never left the United States. And um so it was an experience for him, but one of the things that I had never experienced before, I think because I don't think I've ever been in the summertime is how long their days are. It was like mm-hmm. 10-something at night, and it was still daylight outside. It was insane. Yes. I didn't know this either. I have I, I've, I went to Paris once for mm. the IMDb show. Yeah. And Matt, sorry, Stan and I, <laughs> oh, boy. Cut, cut, it's cut, cut, Got to cut we'll, it out. Got to edit I'll, that out. No, I'll, put a, I'll put a bleep in there <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, don't. Um. Stan and I went to uh, a movie premiere because I was covering the movie for IMDb and we got out of the theater and I have a video. I still have videos from my, it was 10, 15 at night and it was still light out. And I was like, no one, no one told me that this would happen. I've I've never heard anybody talk about this before. And I'm sure there are listeners that are like, you guys, come on. Well, no. Maybe I never knew. I did research because we we went to Paris as well. And I, I, we went to the Eiffel Tower and we were like, oh, it'd be cute to go to the Eiffel Tower like at sunset or whatever. You know what I mean? Like experience it as the sun's going down. And then as we leave, it's all like lit up and stuff like that'd be cute, whatever. So I looked online at, for like when the sunset starts or whatever and the the internet told me eight something so i was like cool i'll schedule it for eight something and then by the time we leave around nine something it'll be dark no 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 we went down from the eiffel tower it was still like i gotta put on some spf because the sun is out light outside like it was still like bright outside blew me away blew me away don't understand it I was just about to say, I'm going to ask a dumb question, but how, why? I, I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's because like, 
I mean, I don't really know, but I one of the things I did notice on the flying there, um, which is so weird to think that like in my lifetime I've only ever been to Europe like in the fall winter time, which is like probably the worst time to go. But I mean, I love that. It's my kind of weather. So it's the perfect time for me to go. So this is like the first time I've ever experienced anything like this. But when we were flying there, we were flying over Iceland and the sun over Iceland. It was like this red sun moment. I took a picture of it. It was so wild because it looked like there was like a volcano or something. It was like that kind of sun. And I think it's because of the, the earth and where it is in relation to the sun. I don't even know. I don't understand science. Again, the sun and I don't have a great relationship. So, like, I have no understanding of why this was happening. All I know is that it really disturbed me because I like nighttime, and I wanted to be out in the nighttime. And we were. There were moments where we would, like, walk around the streets at night, and that was lovely. But for the most part, we were so exhausted by the end of the day that, like, we just went to bed because it was so hot and sunny kind and of sunny it's it, light out it's not really sunny anymore but it's light out it's yeah, very bizarre. yeah it's very bizarre it's very bizarre but we had a great time we saw lots of things we ate lots of things we did lots of things i bought lots of things so it was it was um I bought a new bag, very excited about my bag because like the euro had a moment where like it matched the US dollar or something. So like I kind of got a steal on a bag, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, it was a great time. Remind everybody the the cities that you, you visited. Um, well, mainly just like London and Paris and like the surrounding areas. But we went to like Versailles and we went to like some small towns outside London and stuff. And we mainly stuck to the big cities because, you know, we're big city people. We don't like, I like the idea. I like to think of me as like a small town girl. You know what I mean? Like going in with like my baggy clothes and a big hat. And I was walking around in like a massive bucket hat and like baggy clothes, but I'm not that person in a small town. No, I get, I get weird looks and I just feel lost and I feel confused and i'm just like just get me to a place that has like candy with like a supermarket and like magazines and maybe coffee and get me to some public transportation yeah something like that oh and the public transportation was delightful i didn't take the subway a lot because i was well it was hot and i just wanted to take cabs everywhere but yeah it was it was still delightful and the fact that i could take cabs everywhere i mean that's the kind of life i am that's that's my life that's my life and michael had a good time he had a great time. He took lots of pictures. He is um, he has a doll account that he, there's these dolls, Rainbow High dolls. Um, I don't know if you know them. You will soon because uh, little baby Oreo in a few years will be obsessed with them and she'll come over to our place and play with all of the dolls. But there is, um, hold on, what is it called? Uh, it, it's, it's called Part Doll Parts is the account. And it's just pictures of Rainbow High dolls that he takes all over everywhere we go which is primarily disney in any like vacation we take um so like he has dolls of like pictures of i'm showing carrie right now on the podcast you guys but um a pictures of a rainbow high doll in the versailles there oh, uh, i need to follow this account yeah i'll send it to you it's really funny but the, the account's called um part doll parts but it's really cute and so he had he had a great time doing that that's amazing i think i've seen all the dolls like huddled together once you yeah. You sent me a picture and I said, wow, that's a very colorful rainbow of dolls. It's beautiful. Oh, I will post, I will take a picture tonight um, of how he displays his dolls in the apartment. It's, there's a lot of them and it's very impressive. There's a lot of dolls uh, in this apartment. It is what it is. Dolls. <laughs> there's the button that I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Should we, let's, let's take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to, we're going to talk about this episode and then we're going to talk about the episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think it's a good way to do it. All right. Okay. Tad. This oh. was an episode of the golden palace season one. Well-intentioned episode now this episode um because we didn't fully describe it but uh it's blanche's brother and blanche's brother is someone with special needs uh the special needs is never really explained 
in the episode and the background of Tad is never fully explained. Um, but he's played by Ned Beatty, Academy Award nominated actor, Ned Beatty. He's been in a lot of things. You guys probably recognize him from, I would think Roseanne cause he played John Goodman's dad on Roseanne sort of deadbeat mm-hmm. dad on Roseanne, but he's been in a bunch. Of, I mean, he's most famous for his very first film deliverance, which he played against Burt Reynolds and, he had a very iconic scene where something happened to him um and it it's a shocking scene anyway uh but the 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 portrayal so like we Carrie and I were talking about this before we started recording i have a a family member a brother with special needs and so whenever i see things like this depicted it's always sort of like complicated for me because on one hand i love that it's being discussed. You know what I mean? I love that it, that that's out there and that the conversation is out there and the story is out there because those things are important. You know what I mean? Like just talking about people with different, who are differently abled is really important, I think. Um, But I also don't like seeing actors play stereotypical parts of how special needs people exist in the world and how differently abled people exist in the world. And sometimes they lean on stereotypes that aren't necessarily um, flattering to people who know people and live with people mm-hmm. and exist in the world with people with special needs. So it's, uh, it's complicated. It's really, and I, I give it, I give the show benefit of the doubt because this was 1993 and that there were actors on television who are differently abled and 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 who have sort of different needs and you know I'm thinking of um oh god there was the Patty Lapone show Ooh, oh oh like you're thinking of yeah you're thinking of Chris Burke on Life Goes On who played yes Porky. yes mm-hmm. thank you um so there were actors very minimal very few actors but there were actors who were differently abled working on television and and so there. The cast of there was a pool of actors that they could have chosen from, but oftentimes it's big actors like a Dustin Hoffman or a Ned Beatty, or mm. you know I'm thinking of a Rosie O'Donnell TV movie with Mary Steenburgen. Like there's bigger actors who want to show their acting strength, so they play a character of special needs, and it's like, well, you could have given that to a person with special needs, and it would have been a more authentic portrayal of of someone and glee did it so 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 well i mean mm-hmm. there's the episode of glee i had i wasn't a i wasn't a regular viewer of glee but michael showed me an episode that killed me where coach the coach on it i forget her name jane lynch i forget the character's mm-hmm. name um she had a sister on it that died and who a sister who have special needs who died mm-hmm. um and oh god watching that episode i cried so much because it was it was so interesting because, you know, anyone who, especially the sister that she had, the, 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 the condition that the, that her sister had is similar to the, sort of similar to the one my brother has. And it's like, you know, the, the, the lifespan of that person is not what it would be for you and I oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And, and so you are always aware of sort of things could happen and that's always in your mind. And it's, they really took a, a lot of special care in sort of telling that story in a really authentic way and having an actor who was of special needs play that part and having other actors who are special needs respond to that character. And it was just, it was just really beautiful. And um, I wish that would have happened on the golden palace, but I don't fault the golden palace for not doing it because it was a different time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I agree. It was like, it was kind of uncomfortable to watch Ned Beatty's performance. And, um, you know, I knew this episode was coming. Cause like I said, I've watched ahead. Um, but yeah. I, I do, I do think that there was a really, um, you know, it wasn't really done in a bad way necessarily. No, no. And, and I think that the, you know, we've seen a lot, whether or not it sticks from week to week, but we've seen a lot of like these Blanche growth story episodes where, um, you know, we, we really do learn a lot about who Blanche Devereaux is as a woman, as a sister, um, you know, as a business owner, even though those ones are kind of (laughs) silly. Um, 
so, you know, it was a really interesting story for Blanche and for Blanche and Rose, um, you know, their dynamic in this episode was really interesting. And mm-hmm. it was nice to see Rose stand up to Blanche and really mm. call her out. Um, yeah, there were, it was there interesting. Were, you know, it was interesting to see. I think the most the most fascinating part of the episode for me was Blanche and how and Blanche's relationship to her brother, because that mm-hmm. is so something I relate to in a lot of ways, because you don't, you know, even though it's in your family and you're you're aware of it and it's something that you have a language for. You still can be at a loss for words or the type of words you should be using or how you should conduct yourself or there's there's a lot of confusion there and uncomfortable uncomfortable reactions that you then don't know how to respond to because on one hand you want to treat your brother just like anybody else. But on another hand, you also know you have to be patient and you have to accept that things communication is different and you have, it's a dance. And even to me to this day, I related to Blanche so much because sometimes I go home and, you know, I'll want to have a normal conversation or I'll be annoyed by certain questions because they're just like, you know, they don't make sense or whatever. And I have to step back and recognize his brain works differently. And Mm -hmm. I have to, I just have to respect that. But, but Mm -hmm. the, but the frustration comes out and it's okay for that frustration to come out. And this episode with Blanche showed that, that Mm -hmm. the shame and all the feelings that happen when you have a family member who is differently abled. Um, And I want to say the language I'm using some people do take offense to differently abled or special needs. And there's a lot of different types of language that can be used around this. I'm using this language because it's what I feel comfortable and it's how my family feels comfortable and how my brother feels comfortable talking about his disability. And so that's how I'm using it. But I also understand if some people listening maybe use different language and that is totally fine too. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can fault me for that. That's fine. But like, it's just how my family has always communicated about this. So Mm -hmm. that's the language I'm using. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that story with me and with all of us. Yeah, of course. You know. Should we get into the episode though? Yes. Let us dive in. It started the episode right off the bat. I, oh my I God. had notes. Blazing. Um, Sophia. Okay. So Sophia is has cooked a pizza. Everybody's eating it. Blanche is like, Sophia, give me some of that special pizza. And Sophia, it seems like to no one says someday soon i'm gonna die <laughs> and blanche goes okay where's the parmesan it this whole episode felt a little bit like sophia crying out for help and it being yeah. ignored anyone who watches um real housewives i know some of you might i don't know i do but there's on real housewives of orange county there's this one one of the wives on older seasons vicky um, she'll bring up death in a lot of time, like randomly. Like there's this one episode, one season where she she stopped the group while they were hiking or something, and she was like, "You know, we're all gonna die," and it's sad. And it was so, <laughs> and it was just so like out of the blue, random. And that's what this kind of felt with Sophia a little bit. It was also her only line in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was very worried. I was very I was very worried about But Sophia didn't the pizza episode. look good? The pizza looked mm. good. Yeah. Pizza the pizza on screen pizza will never get any better. Someone is gonna say it along with me. Three, two, one, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Both oh, the cartoon gonna, and the live action movies. I'm gonna pizza disagree. Looks the best in those movies. I'm going to disagree, even though I do support this. I think to this day, the only pizza that has, there has been no pizza that looked better than pizza looks in a Goofy movie. A Goofy movie, the mm-hmm. best pizza. Mm-hmm. Best pizza. Yeah. No, I, yes, I'm with you. Okay. That's, that's a good, yes. That is the way it challenger. drips. The way it, yeah. Oh, so good. Well, that's, that's kind of how it drips in Ninja Turtles as well. Yeah. True. Um, so Blanche, um, we also learned that Blanche just returned from a chip to, from a trip she returned from Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, where she saw her special gentleman friend. And everybody wants to know more info. Like, who is this guy? Rose is like, she's been going there since I've known her. As long as I've known her, 
she'll never tell. Mm-hmm. Part of me, the first time I saw this episode, I was like, oh, she just went to see Mail Bushman, the Zipper yeah. King. Like they're secretly yeah. married. That's what I thought the first time I saw this. Yeah. Did you have any idea um, when they said that she has a secret gentleman friend? Did you have any thoughts of what that could mean? I thought it was going to be, you remember in the old series when George's brother came Jamie. to Jamie, I mm-hmm. thought it would be like that storyline. Like she was mm-hmm. like secretly dating Jamie. Like I would have, but again, I mean, I, I always hope that like they'll bring back storylines from the original series, but they never do. They never No, do. I mean, she mentions Clayton in this episode, yeah. but yeah. <clears throat> um, so uh, with the pizza, I guess Chewy and Roland really like Sophia's pizza. They want to like try to get the recipe from her to use at the restaurant. I don't know. This story was a little weird, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, meanwhile, we meet Tad in the lobby, um, who, like you said, played by Ned Beatty. Um, he shows up, he arrived in the cab and now somebody owes the cab driver $728, which of course reminds me of the pilot of the golden girls where Sophia shows up and she's all independent, but she needs money to pay for the cab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so Rose meets Tad and she thinks that he's Blanche's friend. And she's like, Blanche, it's so sweet that you have this friend and you go to Chattanooga to help take care of him. And Blanche is like, no, no, he's not my friend. He's my brother. And he lives mm. in an institution. And Rose is like, why didn't you tell me about this? This is kind of big news. And Blanche is like, you know, this is the way my parents wanted it. This is the way we deal. Mm. We've dealt with it in the South. She's like, it's not something we talked about. It's something we whispered about. Um, right. And she just got used to not talking about it, too. Um and so that's something it, that was very, I mean, that's something that was very common up until even when my, my brother was a teenager. I remember we were living with my dad because my parents divorced, you know, and we were we were living with our dad and um, they had to send him to a special school, even though he didn't need to go to a special school. It was more like it just felt like people didn't want to be bothered by him. So they mm-hmm. just. And it's like all he needed was like a special ed class in a regular school. And that's he was fine. And it was and that happened a lot. I mean, that was that's small scale compared to putting someone in an institution. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking of like the Kennedy kid that was put into an institution for the for in her entire life. And she was lobotomized. And they used to lobotomize people who had these problems and or these these issues. And and it it's. It's gross. It's just, and, but sometimes they need the care. It just depends. Every situation is different, but mm-hmm. it used to be just sort of a shameful, like, get rid of the problem. Uh, and that also just, it feels like such a Southern thing where, mm. you know, it feels like Blanche's family, where she came from, you know, maybe with like her mother, everything was all about appearances. Keeping up appearances. And, yeah. And the family was perfect. And, you know, mm. and it's just one of those things that you don't talk about. Like that does feel... Yeah like very Southern to me. Um, I also noticed that um, as Rose is asking Blanche all these questions, they're in the office and Blanche is taking money out of the drawer to pay for the cab. Yeah. She is once again embezzling Blanche Devereaux. Have you not learned a thing? (laughs) No, she hasn't. She hasn't at all. (laughs) Oh God. Literally embezzling again, again. Again, this is why the show didn't last for more than a season because the hotel went under because of Blanche. (laughs) They ran out of money. Um, So Blanche says that Tad can't stay. He's going right back to Chattanooga. And I was like, is she really going to double that cab fare? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, Rose wants him to stay for a few days. Um, Mm. She's like, you know, we can hang out and do some fun stuff. And Tad loves the idea of staying for a couple of days. He wants to see the dolphins and touch all the dolphins. Um, Mm -hmm. And he says, there's a group of them here in Miami and Blanche has touched every single one of them. Yeah. And it's very funny. Which is so funny. It's it's so so funny. funny. And then Tad says to Rose, do you know what a dolphin feels like? And Rose says, no, but my room is right next to Blanche's. So I know what one sounds like. (laughs) <laughs> what I love about the relationship between Tad and Rose is that 
Rose, of course, is the perfect person to deal with anybody, really. You know, anyone who's abled in any kind of way. Um, Because she is sort of the essence of what I think we all should be, which is empathetic and present in the moment. You Mm -hmm. know, she's she's very present in the moment of communicating with Tad, which is what you have to be with people, with people in general, I think. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of person they are or where they're coming from or their situation. It's... She's perfect for it. And I love that. I do love that. She part was very sweet with him, too. Very She's sweet. Very, very sweet. But also very normal, which is what. Yeah, you... she was sweet, but wasn't like talking down to him. She wasn't pandering at all. No, exactly. It was yeah. it was really it was really sweet. Um, so meanwhile, in the kitchen, Sophia is sitting at the table all by herself again. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried for Sophia. Yeah. And Chewie's like, Sophia, you OK? you seem a little stressed out lately. And she says, I'm 87. I'm playing dodgeball with death. It makes me a little edgy. (laughs) (laughs) So then he offers to give her a massage to take the edge off. And I was like, Oh, Chewie, that's so sweet. And she says, you know, when you get old, people don't want to touch you. And I was like, Oh, that feels actually very relatable and poignant. Yeah. And then as he's massaging her shoulders, he goes, what's that? And she goes, just a patch of psoriasis, work around it. Um, and then I was so confused by the story. Then Chewie wow. says he thinks it's awful for Dorothy not to come down to Miami to get her pizza recipe. Yeah. But like, why is, I, is yeah. Sophia dying? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why is do, Dorothy supposed to come to Miami to get this recipe? Do phones not exist? Do I don't like it? None of it. Uh, and none of it really made sense to me. Like, why now? Yeah. Why is so? Why? <laughs> yes. Unless why Sophia is dying and she doesn't want it written anywhere and she just wants to t- say it to her. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. None of it made sense. None no. of it made sense. But I mean, I was it, 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 the payoff of the moment that we talked about earlier made it OK for me. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, Chewie is like, hey, so can I have your pizza recipe? And he begs her for it. And she's like, yes, but you can never reveal it. And he's like, OK. And then I think he leaves. And then we kind of follow Sophia as she leaves up the stairs just as Blanche and Tad come into the kitchen and walk over and suddenly Rose is at the table. When did Rose get yeah, there? Yeah, I know. I don't know where Rose came from, too. I was thinking that as well. She's just sitting there folding napkins. And it feels like when the camera followed Sophia. Yeah. She it's quickly ran a, in and started folding napkins. It's such a strange transition strange. to something that has no relation, really, to what Sophia was talking about. I, I just don't. I didn't know where she came from. I was like, you guys yeah. are going to have Rose at the table. Maybe I missed something. So I was typing, but I was like, just put her in the scene. I don't think you did. I don't remember it if you did. Yeah, I'd be curious. Everybody else watching. Did was Rose? Did Rose come and sit at the table or was she just did she just suddenly appear? I think she disappeared. Yeah. So anyway, Rose has magic powers and she's yes. uh, she's teleported herself and she's sitting at the table and she's folding napkins. Blanche brings Tad in Mm -hmm. and she leaves him with Rose and she says that she wants Tad to like be away from everyone, like the guests and stuff, which is like, again, we're we're seeing these little glimpses of Blanche, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to separate him from people. Um, And there's, it's just such a sweet scene where Rose is bonding with him. They're talking about cartoons. They both watch the same cartoons um, they like talk about a very specific storyline in Muppet Babies. Yeah. Um, it's Muppet really Babies. Sweet. Can we talk Muppet about Muppet Babies? Babies, do, 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 we do, do same do, for do. you. When oh. your room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, just close, close your, your eyes, eyes and make believe yes. and you can be anywhere. Muppet, Muppet. Muppet. That oh. theme song has defined, like that along with the Golden Girls is one of my favorite theme songs of all time. I loved Muppet Babies. I love that you never saw Nanny above the socks. Never. Like above never. the knee. So good. What a good yeah. show. What a good show. I miss Muppet Babies. Oh. I'd like to watch Muppet Babies. I would. I haven't seen I it too. in a long time. Oh. I don't think I I'll, I don't think I haven't I've looked for it before not too long ago and I could not find it. You can't even find episodes on YouTube like that's how we used to watch The Golden Palace. 
I have not been able. I've been found clips, but not full episodes. But maybe things have changed since. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't know that we've ever we ever found full episodes of the Golden Palace on YouTube. Yeah, I think we only found clips. we only found certain things. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so Rose suggests that her and Tad spend the day together, and mm-hmm. it's really sweet. And he's like, "Yes, I'd love to." And then he says, "I don't care what my sister thinks. I think you're really, or I don't care what my sister says. I think yeah. you're really smart." Yeah. And Rose says, I don't care what your sister says either. I think she's in her early 60s, <laughs> which is, I think, the first mention of any of the women in their 60s. Because I feel like, I mean, aside from oh, when. Oh, no, really? Aside, well, aside, aside from when, like, you know, the guy printed that Blanche died and she was like 68 or something. But I think yeah. otherwise, the women are kind of referenced as being in their 50s on the Golden Girls, no? I think they are in the early years, but I think. I think now I feel like there has been mention of them being in their 60s. Like I'm thinking back to the episode where Sophia says I'm in my twilight years and they mention about the girls being in their twilight years. And then uh, Dorothy goes, you're in the twilight zone or whatever the line is. Like, so good. Yeah, I think I think in that episode they mention something about the 60s. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Listeners, you tell us. Yeah. Um. So that night – um. Uh, Blanche is helping uh, Tad kind of get ready for bed. And he talks about how Roland, Chewie, and Sophia all hung out with him. Um, you know, he's clearly not hanging out with Blanche. No. Um, and then he tells her um, he's not going to go back to Chattanooga because he's in love with Rose. Act break. Also. Which we've been here before with Rose. With Jean? Yes. And we've yes. been here before with Blanche, with Sven. Yeah. yeah. This is not new territory. Ladies, we've all. been here. We know how yeah. to handle it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Let's be civilized about this, shall we? Mm-hmm. This is a situational comedy, and we've been in this situational before. Yes. Let yes. us handle it with some dignity and grace. And they okay. mostly do. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. I'm not sick, by the way. We have to change the filter in one of our AC <laughs> ducts. I have. I'm re- Matt's coughing too. We've taken a million COVID tests. We we have allergies because we need to change. Our oh, we have filter. horrible allergies right now. I've I've taken three COVID tests too. Things <laughs> I got back thinking I have COVID, but no, it's all allergies. Yeah, I've been having really bad allergies lately. Um, yeah. Okay, so the next morning in the kitchen, mm-hmm. there's an opening joke, and we're just gonna play it because it it was so funny. It's so funny. Oh, Blanche, want some cheesecake? Not so fast, Rose. Okay. Hello, Blanche. Want some cheesecake? I love that there was an applause break. Because yeah. it was, it caught it me was off guard. It was so funny. It was like so right funny. at the top of the scene. I wasn't expecting it. Like it was, it yeah. was very funny. Yeah. Um, so Blanche is like so upset with Rose again, even though like she has no right to be really, no. but she's like, you know, cause remember Blanche was the one who brought him into the kitchen to hang out with yeah. Rose. Yeah. So, um, and she was like, you know, I knew something like this was going to happen. Him being here is a bad idea. Basically saying like sh- everybody should have just let her put him back on a, in a cab or on a bus. Oh, yeah. Um, no. so, uh, Rose is like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll just talk to Tad. And Blanche is like, no way. She's being super overprotective here. She's like, I care too much about him. I'm going to do it. And Which Roland, is the, yeah, well, I'm, I just, no. it, it, it is the ironic thing in that it almost seems like Blanche is doing everything to not deal with her brother while at the same time being hyper protective of who can deal with her brother. It's this right. weird mm-hmm. dance that like, you don't want to deal with it, but at the same time, you're too embarrassed not to fully control it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Roland is like, hey, um, if you care so much about your brother, why didn't you ever tell us about him? Yeah. Which is a really, really good point. And then she turns Blanche. I will give Blanche credit for this. She turns it all around on them. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm not the only person in this room who has secrets. Yeah. And she's like chewy. And I thought that I thought that because, again, I 
I was like, wait, what is she calling him out for? I thought maybe he was going to like confess to stealing Sophia's pizza recipe. I was like, maybe yeah. I saw him do that like off screen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but basically everybody goes around the room and they all talk about a secret that they have. And um, Chewy says that um, he was once in an X rated movie, which I loved. I love it was so good. And we get a classic Blanche Devereaux get out of here because but what's so great about it is she's not only saying get out of here but she's also like looking him up and down kind of almost looking at his crotch mm-hmm. because we don't know what chewy follows up with is oh i didn't like get naked or anything or take my clothes off or whatever he said which is sort of the payout of like he was just an extra in a porn. Yeah, he was like I yeah. was a bellboy. Basically, they shot my scenes separately. I didn't know what I was yeah. reacting to until like I sent my parents the tape and we all watched it together. Which I can relate to because I also am in an adult-rated film. However, I am not a participant. I was doing a story on this this studio in San Francisco where they do like you know, BDSM stuff and they do like public stuff and they were like, oh, do you want to stick around for this group thing? And I was like, I guess. And I did it to sort of watch, you know, at everybody that was there. There were like a hundred people in the room. Obviously this is pre-COVID. There were like a hundred people in this room watching this thing happen. And so, yeah, so I'm in that. Hey now. Yeah. I was putting some chapstick on while you told that story. I mean, my clothes stay on. I don't do anything. I, I don't even think you could barely recognize that it's even me. because You're an observer. Yeah, I'm in the back. And I'm just sort of like wondering like, oh, I hope no sweat gets on me. Because they were just like, they were <laughs> they were like whipping things. And like, it was just sort of like, it just seemed like a lot of fluids were flying. You're just there with a big fan fanning yourself the whole time. I mean, is, are you surprised <laughs> that I have a fan ready? No. <laughs> no, I'm never surprised. Speaking of ready... Um, Roland's secret is that he loves Helen Reddy. Can we talk about Helen Reddy for a second? I am woman, hear me roar. The number's too big to... That's her, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. I know Helen Reddy. My favorite movie as a child was from like 1978, I think. It was the original Pete's Dragon. And Helen Reddy plays Nora the woman who kind of takes care of Pete and she lives in a lighthouse (laughs) on the water (laughs) and her father is played by, um, um, uh, oh my gosh. He was in an episode of the golden girls, Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah. Mickey Rooney, Mickey Rooney, Rooney. Jesus Christ. Not Mickey. Mickey Rourke Rourke was in nine and a half weeks in that horrible movie, the wrestler. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't seen it for a long time. When I saw it at the time, I liked it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. My opinion may change. Um, I have to tell you, Pete's Dragon, that movie was so special to me. Mm. There's a song in it. I've never um, seen it. Uh, there is a song in it. Why do I have like, I can't think right now. I'm like, do I have COVID? I have brain fog. No, I don't. Um <laughs> No, I, 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 there was a song that her and Pete sing. Um, and oh, was it It's Not Easy? What's uh, the main no. song from Pete's Dragon? There's like one main song from Pete's Dragon, isn't so, there? So, th- well, there's a couple of songs. Um, but there was a song that um, I sang when Little Oreo was in my belly because I was like, oh, I'm going <gasps> to sing her the same song every day. Oh. And um, and then when she's born, I'm going to sing it and it's going to be really cute. Um, and then, uh, gosh, I need to find it. Um, I mean, I'm just well, having such a brain fart. Well, I think it's because we're is it it's not easy. Um, oh, that's what it is. It's called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the song's called Bop, 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 Bop. I love you, too. Wow. Um, but that's a song and then it's not easy. And then, Oh, pass them a schlotty. These aren't the names of them. I think it's just called, I love you too. Um, how does it go? So cute. Hold on. Pete's dragon. Ah, it's um, so funny that you go around singing like, you know, legitimate songs. And I walk around the apartment singing like theme songs. Like lately I've been singing Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> in the modern Stone Age family. I don't know why I do these things. 
So actually, I take it back. The song that I sang to her, I'm like, this is a song I sang every day for like nine months and I couldn't remember it. So actually, no, the song that I sang was It's Not Easy. And it's about um, just like having friends and how friendship is important. How does it go? Um, um, well, it starts off with him singing about his dragon. So he's describing him and he goes, he has the head of a camel, the neck of a crocodile it sounds rather strange that's the Helen Reddy part um but the chorus part is like it's not easy to find someone who cares it's not easy to find magic in pairs now that you have him hold him treasure him from is this ringing any bells day oh, to day no not at all so but I love easy. it it's really sweet and Helen Reddy is so charming and adorable in that movie and it was just like, like she felt like a, like a teacher, just like a teacher that you love that you just yeah. want to hug. Um, oh, anyway, that's but, lovely. yeah, I sang that song to little Oreo. And then when she was born, um, I completely forgot about it because <laughs> he was in the NICU for 21 days. Actually, can I tell you today, the day that we're recording yeah. today is actually little Oreos coming home day. This is oh. her coming home birthday. Um, oh. She was born in late June, but she didn't actually come home from the hospital till like. Yeah, late July. I mean, I don't think I don't think we have ever talked about that, but it was a very rough month of. Yeah, of stress. it was really. So this is a good day. Yeah, it's a good day, and yeah. we we had uh, stand baked cupcakes, and um, oh, and that's so, so she sweet. Had, <laughs> so she had sugar right before she went to bed. <laughs> that was that's that's me most nights actually. Yeah. Yeah, sugar right before bed, but she fell asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. um, anyway, uh, anyway, so that's, that's lovely. Um, I love that's that. a little, 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 little fun stories about me and baby. I'm gonna have some stand. sugar in her honor today, tonight. That's what yes. I'm gonna do. You were gonna have that sugar anyway, but I, appreciate I was, it. but I'm gonna do it in her <laughs> honor tonight. Tonight it's dedicated to little Oreo. Oh, little Oreo. Um, the sugar is in the name. So, back to everybody's deep, dark secrets. Um, this made me laugh so hard. Rose's deepest, darkest secret. She goes, I once stole candy, which like, <laughs> of course, that's so Rose because she would think that's the worst thing. And then yeah. she goes, then killed the store clerk. <laughs> <laughs> she can't like it's not good enough to the, the another another part where she said she was born a man. Like, I mean, there are so many levels of like Rose just trying to find a secret but she doesn't have secrets because she's not one of those people no she's not one of those people um and then then sophia jumps so, in with her secret and this we're just had, gonna play this speech <laughs> it killed me it killed me oh well, someone shut her up those are no secrets this is a secret when i was pregnant with dorothy the doctor came to me my fifth month and he said congratulations mrs patrillo you're having twins well I was ecstatic. Soon the big day came. It was a hard labor. But finally, Dorothy appeared. And then the doctor prepared for the second baby. And we waited, and we waited, and the doctor finally said, there is no other baby. Oh. That is very strange. What do you think happened? <laughs> Dorothy ate her. <laughs> I have not. I think that might be. I mean, there's been a lot of great jokes over the course of the Golden Palace, but that might have made me laugh more than any other joke. It was it was her delivery. The fact that they all came in and then <laughs> she said, Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy ate her. It's so funny. <clears throat> it was. It was so fun. And again, Sophia's had like no lines this episode. None. And then she tells this amazing story. So I good. absolutely loved it. <clears throat> so then that night, Sophia and Chewie are in the kitchen and they're sort of performing a ceremony, I guess, to share this recipe. And Sophia's mm -hmm. dressed all in black and they have candles lit. And and I do remember, remember she was going to share a recipe with Dorothy. Yeah. And it was like, there was a whole thing like it's it was it was also a whole thing so. but she had to end up sharing it with rose because dorothy didn't want to go through the process of like making it or whatever yeah something like that yeah, yeah. um so uh sophia hands him like a goblet she's like mm -hmm. here it's a drink from the past 
And he like takes a sip and he's like, what is this? She's like, the blood of my mother. And she's like, relax, it's tomato juice. And then she goes, <laughs> now eat from the plate of the dead, the bones of my father. And he takes a bite. And he's like, ginger snaps. And she's like, yeah, ginger snaps, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And that pizza looks real good. It does look good. So she says, she goes, last thing, most important, take a little vino and sprinkle it on top of the pizza. Do you, I don't know. What do you think about that? She like sprinkled a little bit of red wine on the pizza. It's pizza. Anything tastes good on pizza except for pineapple. I'm sorry. I'm not one of those people. I don't think pineapple should be on pizza. I disagree. I like uh, it. I like ham and pineapple on pizza, but I don't eat ham anymore. So I don't I like, I like on pizza ham anymore. on pizza, but I don't like pineapple it it it's just it's too watery of an agent on pizza oh that's interesting i thought maybe you were going to say you don't like to mix fruit with salty things oh, or with cheese no, but it's love, more it's, it's liquid it's the it's the consistency of the fruit that makes it not a good addition to pizza so the liquid from a pineapple rubs you the wrong way, but not the liquid from wine. No, because it's part of the, the tomato sauce, basically, kind of. Okay. It, it, okay. it mixes well, you know what I mean? Like, I could mm-hmm. see I could see someone making a tomato sauce and having a wine reserve as a part of it. Okay. Yeah, that, that'd be really, yeah, that's good. That's a good way to, to yeah. Thank you. Combine some things. Yeah, you should take that to Shark Tank. So, oh, okay. so <laughs> Sophia's like, all right, she sprinkles the vino. That's the last thing. She's like, now, you know, the recipe guard it with your life. And she basically tells him that, you know, you're like a son to me, your family, whatever, whatever. Which I thought was so sweet. It was sweet. Um, and that makes Chewy feel bad. So he's like, yeah. hey, I have a confession to make. I only wanted the recipe to make money. But now that I feel like I'm part of your family, like I can't break tradition. Mm-hmm. And Sophia thinks that's very sweet. Um, and she's like, mind if I call you pussycat? And he's like, sure. Which, as we know from the bowling episode. Yeah. Nobody. She Sophia doesn't call anybody else pussycat. If Dorothy overheard, although Dorothy's not visiting her as much as she should, so maybe she deserves it. Yeah. Um, There's also the so, episode where Sophia is faking her injury, and they go where Dorothy has the famous line, "I'm pussycat one, you're pussycat two. <laughs> yes, to the nurse who's yeah. um, the neighbor on Small Wonder and the assistant principal on Greece. Who's also the neighbor on um, what was the, oh God, the Valerie Bertinelli, not Valerie Bertinelli, the Valerie Harper, the Harpers, which became Hogan's family. Aha. Uh-huh. And she's married to Willard Scott. In real life? No, on the Hogan's family. Oh, on the Hogan's family. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Is he dead? Who am I thinking of? <laughs> Willard Scott was the guy who did the weather on the Today Show for a long time. No, nope. the... oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Fred Willard. Oh, yeah. He, or is he dead? Yes. Oh, that's sad. He was good. He's very funny. Yeah. He would be, he would, he was on The Bachelor a bunch. Is that weird? He would I... be like a judge when they would do competitions. Like, I know, I know that you and Stan are big into The Bachelor. The Bachelor we haven't watched it I... for years. I well you were and I I um I've always maintained that the bachelor and the bachelorette is straight people's drag race. It is just yes. it yes, is it what is. straight people watch to mm-hmm. relate to each other on a level that I don't ever want to understand. Yes. Yes. No yeah. you're that's completely accurate. Yeah. Um so uh after um Chewy thinks it's very sweet she wants to call him pussycat. She says you tell anybody this recipe you'll be neutered pussycat. <laughs> so I also have a question. Yeah. If if Chewy's goal was to sell the pizza at the restaurant and make money off of it. Wouldn't Sophia then also be making Why money? wouldn't she just cook it for the restaurant? Yeah. One, yeah. she would know because she's there. So there's no yeah. way he's going to get away with it. But also, if they're like, oh, this could be a good way to make money, just ask Sophia to make yeah. the pizza. None of it. I'm glad that this storyline kind of wraps after this moment because it's completely ridiculous. Although I, just I will didn't say, understand it. <laughs> although I will say, I'm happy about it only for the Dorothy ate the baby joke. That that completely 
even though that wasn't even a part of the storyline. Yeah, it wasn't even it a part gave, of the story. It gave Sophia a purpose to be at that table, and I'm okay with it because Dorothy ate a baby. It was very funny. Um, and it so feels like funny. such a Dorothy thing. <laughs> so the next morning, Rose is in the dining room, and Tad yeah. brings her a rose. Oh. And Rose asks if Tad's ever had a girlfriend before. And he's kind of like, yeah, kind of, you know. And then Blanche comes in all fired up. And she's like, I told you to stay away from him to Rose. And and Blanche turns to Tad. Yeah, it causes an outburst in Tad, which is, uh, I mean, you know, not uncommon, but it's... uh... This is probably the most uncomfortable scene to watch because it's it's done in a way that is relatable, but at the same time, it's playing on sort of stereotypes of how mm. we communicate with people of of special needs, and so it's it's uh it's just one of those scenes that I was this was the one I was most uncomfortable by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blanche basically she tells Tad she's like, look. Rose doesn't love you. We're going to stop pretending that she does. He gets very upset. Roland comes in, takes him into the kitchen. And then Blanche and Rose go at it. Blanche is like, this is all your fault. What if the guests were here to see that? And Rose is like, your brother is super upset and you're worried about the guests. She's like, are you really that selfish? And Blanche says that she doesn't want Tad subjected to the cruel stares of strangers. And Rose is like, you're the one who doesn't want to see those mm-hmm. stairs. And mm-hmm. Blanche is like, she's just trying to be protective. And Rose says, Blanche, you're ashamed of him. And I'm ashamed of you. I mean, Rose is 1000% correct. And Blanche even says it. She says, okay, you're right. I'm ashamed of him. Are you happy now? And then she storms off. Yeah. <clears throat> so then later, Blanche is going to take Tad to the bus station and Roland and Rose say goodbye. And Rose, again, just so sweet in this episode. And she says, I'm sorry we can't be boyfriend and girlfriend, Tad, but we can be something better, Valentine's. And she Mm. gives him this Valentine that Mm -hmm. Charlie had given to her. And then she doesn't say it's explicitly that it was Charlie, but she says that someone very special gave it to her. Yeah. And she says, you only give a Valentine to someone who means the world to you. Mm. Um, and then Tad takes it. I have goosebumps. Tad takes it and he brings it over to Blanche and he gives I it know. to Blanche. It was a really, it was a, this was the part that I enjoyed the most is that it, mm-hmm. it was really sweet. And it, and, and it speaks Blanche to starts the, crying. Yeah. It speaks to the nature of exactly what we were saying earlier, which is, you know, all you need to be is present in the moment with the person you're with and be honest about your feelings and be very direct and, you know, not have like what we've seen in this episode where Rose is struggling to come up with some secret that she has. She's a lot like Tad in that she's an open book. She is who she is and and it's fine and she doesn't need to keep secrets or lie or anything. She's just present in the moment for as who she is and so is Tad and it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, it's really sweet. And it's like, he loves her so much. And, you know, when he hugs her and gives her that Valentine, she starts crying. And he's like, did I do something wrong? And she's like, no, I did. And so then she asks if he would like to come and stay more often. And they can go to Disney World. And they can go see the dolphins. Mm -hmm. And, and I think like, you know, Blanche, I think having that outburst and having Rose call her out and then for her to say, yeah, you're right. I'm ashamed. And then for her to realize that her brother loves her unconditionally and she should love him unconditionally too and show him that love. Um, You know, it it did feel like a very organic turn for her, you know, because of what Rose had said to her. And because she really realized that at the end of the day, her brother loves her so much. So much. Um, And all he wants to do and how the episode ends, all he wants to do is watch cartoons with her. Mm -hmm. That's all. And they do. And they just sit and watch cartoons. And that's exactly how it should be. And it's it's Mm -hmm. uh it's a really it was a really really nice end to an episode that is complicated and maybe uncomfortable for some people, but um I do think 
looking aside some of my own issues with the episode, it was a really well-crafted episode mm -hmm. in telling a story of this kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, okay, <laughs> so we talk about the tag. I loved it because it was so dumb. Um, it was, I was like, really? Really? Dumb. Really? The, I, the fact it that feels she, like the okay. writers wrote it the night before. Mm-hmm. So like, it basically it's we we find out Rose's secret, essentially mm -hmm. that she yep. is that what was the setup that there are aliens so in town Chewie or something. So Chewie and Roland are in the lobby. Chewie and Roland are in the lobby. Rose comes in. She's depressed because she can't think of a secret that she's been hiding. She's like, I don't have any secrets. I feel so ordinary and so boring. Yeah. And Chewie is reading. Um, and she says she has nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. And Chewie is reading like a National Enquirer, and he's like, "Oh, tabloids are the worst. Space aliens living in Miami." And then Rose goes like, "Zep lap gromak," and they're Those... like, "What did what did you say?" And she goes, yeah. "I said that's ridiculous." And then that's it. <laughs> it, it the, literally, the show immediately becomes Mork and Mindy. Like it becomes yeah. this strange moment, and then that's the episode. Are we to believe that Rosen Island is an extraterrestrial? I would not believe it. Like if someone made a convincing argument, I would believe it. But it is absurd at the same time. It was. <sighs> I mean. <sighs> I was actually okay with it because it's just like, it's so stupid that I'm here for it. It was fine. It was fine. I would have loved, I don't know. I just would have loved to, for the tag to have been like picking back up on the Sophia story yeah. where she talks about how like then while she was in the hospital, like, you know, a baby went missing and she knows Dorothy ate that baby too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I yeah. just would have or, liked to pick or, back up on that because story. There was an episode of the Golden Girls where they talked about Mama Lucia's pizza or something, and that would have been a funny thing as well. Where they we realized that like Sophia's pizza is actually just like frozen. Oh, Mama pizza. Celeste. Mama Celeste. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That that we find out that Sophia's pizza is actually just you know cooked Mama Celeste pizza. That's honestly where I thought the story was going to go. They did this on Friends where, mm. um. I think Monica, it's either for her birthday or for her wedding gift or whatever. All she wants from Phoebe is her grandmother's cookie recipe. Yeah. And Phoebe loses it because like her apartment caught fire and yeah. all they have is a bag of with like one cookie in it. So they're like eating the pieces of cookie bit by bit to try to like put together the recipe. And, um, she says like uh, later on and Monica spends the whole episode trying to put together this recipe and later she, anyway, it's a toll house recipe because her <laughs> grandmother's name was like Tolu something. And she was like, you mean toll house? And it was literally on like the bag of the bag, the chocolate yeah. bag the whole time. But anyway. do you know how many people probably do that? They pass off this recipe as like a family recipe when in reality it's toll house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many. It was on the back of the bag of cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the episode. Um, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was okay. I it it was okay. I just wish they would have had a more authentic actor portraying the part of Tad. But it was it was a fine episode and I give it a pass for the era that it came from. Yeah. yeah. Um should we take a break and then do our GTs? Let's do a GT, baby. We are back with a golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your GT this week? Um, I'm going to recommend a movie. Um, oh. yes, I'm going to do a movie recommendation. If you want to see a really amazing, um, performance, um, with an actor who has down syndrome, mm. you need to watch, uh, peanut butter Falcon with, mm. uh, Zach Gottsagen. This kid is so good in this movie. It's a really sweet 
road trip, but not on the road, quite on the road movie, yeah. um, where he wants to be a professional wrestler. And um, the way that this movie got made was absolutely amazing. Um, this actor, Zach, I think he worked in a movie theater because he loved movies. Mm. And um, these two guys wanted to like make a movie and they met him and he was like, why don't you make a movie for me? And they were like, cool. So they wrote this movie and wow. they started like reaching out to actors on like Instagram with like mm. their pitch for this movie. And they attached actors, all these really big actors. And then they got this movie made and it went to festivals and it did really, really well. Who else um, is in it? Is it Shia LaBeouf? Such a it? great movie. Shia LaBeouf is in it. Um, yeah. Dakota mm. Johnson is in it. Yes, I do um, remember this movie. I do remember this movie, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really good movie. I absolutely love it. Um, and this dude is super talented. And uh, yeah, I just love the movie. So yeah. I'm just going to recommend people watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. And I mean, just in general, my... Well, this wasn't going to be my golden takeaway because my golden takeaway was going to be about pizza. But now that you said that, I feel like the thing that came to mind is, you know, I think we should normalize people of of different needs in spaces that are quote unquote normal. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason why a lawyer on Law and Order can't be in a wheelchair or there's no reason why you know, uh, the child of someone can't have special needs and have it not be the center of a special episode. It can just Mm -hmm. be the thing that exists. Just be. Because we live in a world where people in our lives and the coworkers and friends, et cetera, have, are differently able than how we are abled. And it's, it's, uh, it's, I wish there was more of that in the world because it's, um, I think it would normalize some things. And I think it would normalize how people like Blanche, approach dealing with things that are quote unquote different from their reality. And it's, um, I think we need a lot more of that. So I, and I think Coda, which won best picture this last year is a wonderful, wonderful example of that happening in entertainment. I think in more and more ways, you know, that, that we are seeing stories told from different angles and it's just, it's a really wonderful thing to see. And I hope there's a lot more of it. That's great. And I'm really curious now to hear what your pizza golden takeaway was. Do you want to give us two golden takeaways? Well, I just I kind of wanted to talk about like the brilliance of that Mama Lucia's pizza because it is so good. Like it is like you keep saying Mama Lucia's when you mean Mama Celeste. I mean Mama Lucia because there is there is a pizza, um, a frozen pizza. I'm going to look it up right now, but it's called Mama Lucia or something. And it's 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 like this weird like. Like cheap brand of is it Mama Lucia pizza? Hold on, pizza. Um, it's this we. It's like a low cost brand of pizza, and it's so good. It is so good. That's all I got. Yeah, you may have to send me. Um... I'm gonna look it up because I I see it at the store, and every time we're at the store, Michael wants like either like a tombstone or something, and I'm just like, I want the cheap, gross, like you know, grandma pizza. <laughs> I like you call it grandma pizza. That's what I want. Grandma pizza. <laughs> Cuz that makes um, me happy. It makes me comfortable. And he loves Costco pizza and I just can't stand Costco pizza. It's too I've never much. had Costco pizza cuz I still don't have a Costco um What? I don't have a Costco account. You have a child. How do you not have a, I'll put you on mine. Okay. Where is the nearest Costco? I mean, there's many. I don't know about by you, but I'm sure there's one down there in the valley area but like in my area there's Glendale I don't live in the valley but you could get to the 405 that gets you to the valley which is easier for you than coming to Glendale or Burbank this has become this has become an SNL sketch now it has hasn't it (laughs) yes Oh, oh goodness well it has been swell welcome back from your vacation uh it's so great to be back and recording i gotta tell you yeah. it was real lonely recording an intro all by myself last week <laughs> i bet i bet thank you for helping yeah but before i left we totally forgot that we had to do another episode mm-hmm. and i said don't worry i'm on oh. it I hope everybody listened to the episode if you're like oh it was henny penny i already heard that episode I recorded a new intro. You get to hear me just talking solo. And also I pulled some fun facts about the episode from Jim Colucci's book. And you sounded great and everything was wonderful. 
I sounded okay. <laughs> um, what's what's happening next week? What are we watching next week? Well, next week we will be watching the episode titled "One Angry Stan." Ooh. Oh, I'm so excited. Stan's mm-hmm. coming back. Although on Hulu, it showed Stan for this episode, which made me very angry. I need to email someone at Hulu about that. Um, I know. We, you know, we have we take umbrage with the thumbnails. Yeah. yeah. But you guys, you can follow us on the social medias and you should because it's really fun. You can follow us on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod, Instagram at Out on the Lanai Official, Facebook at Golden Girls Pod. And of course, you can listen to Hulu or Hulu. You can listen to <laughs> Hoo Ha and, and all of their social accounts. That's the network we are on. They are fantastic. You should go check out some of the other podcasts on Hoo Ha We're actually doing with another podcast an episode soon where we're going to do a crossover and have some conversations about friendships and love and all of the things that are wonderful, which are very applicable to the Golden Girls world. So go check out what's going on at Hoo Ha and you can listen to me or follow me on H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. I am still on France time. I am so tired right now. You have no idea. <laughs> well, you held it together right until the very end oh, there. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you all have a free moment and you want to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and it helps a lot. It helps yes, a lot. Yes. Thank oh, you. and what? if yes. you guys, oh. I mean, I, I have to say, if you're in the Los Angeles area on August 9th, you can come see me do a really, really big show at a gay bar here in L.A. It's called Heart. It's in West Hollywood, and you can get your tickets now. Um, uh, just look on my social media for the links and everything. But, yeah, come see that show because it's going to be so big and so fun. Is it you or is it Sadie? It's Sadie. The show's called Yay. Moist. It's called Moist. And um, Love it. it's a lot of great drag performers. And it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I'm sure there will be a Golden Girls reference. And there may just be a political statement from Miss Sadie Pines on the state of America. I love it. I love it. I'm still yes. too afraid to leave my house, but I will be there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be at a social distance from the audience on stage. Good. That's good. Yeah. Keep yourself safe. Yeah. And th- thank you all so much for listening today and as always. And remember. Stay golden. Stay I know golden. we're a mess. We're a mess. I'm a mess. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to bed. Good night. Bonjour. Oui, oui. Zibi, zibi, doo. Call